Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. What what do you want to do, though? Do you want to go straight to Patsy's? Um, I want to go straight to the arches. While scouting the grounds of an ancient monument. One never forgets the first sight of the seven arches. The heroes approached carefully. It's unfortunate that they put this rope around it, though. You can't even get close. You can't even look at it. And discovered its magical defenses. At one point, you see a bird. And it goes and it lands on the rope. And when it lands on the rope, there's like this, ah! like a, almost like a human scream. With no time to lose. Whatever we're going to have to do to get in, we're going to have to either disable or work around the, the trap. I think I might have a way to defeat the rope. They executed a daring plan. You extend the aura recorder. You hold it there and you know that that time of the alarm is going to run out. To expose the truth. 18 seconds pass and suddenly the bulb at the end kind of looks like a mace head lights up like a torch. (gasps) The adventure continues. (laughs) Now. what you're thinking. Wow, Troy, that sweet dragon shirt is making me feel things that I've never felt before. Where could I buy one? Why, you can get it from our store, GlassCannonNetwork.com, available now. Yeah. You think that they thought that in the first one second <laughs> that the screen went on? Immediately. Their brain Instantaneously. Where can I buy oh, it? Oh, I got a shirt. <laughs> you, can, you can buy it. It's for sale in our store. <laughs> It's where, so shameless. And where is and that gross. store, Troy? I'm so glad you asked. It's glasscannonnetwork.com slash store. <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. Uh, you, sorry, I'm just trying to type that. Can you spell that? Yep. S-T-O-R-E. <laughs> glasscannonnetwork.com slash store. There's a lot of ends in there. Don't, don't be shy. Throw them all in. Uh, otherwise, you're going to end up on the wrong site. 
What do you think of my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> Is that today's band topic? Okay. I already <laughs> lost on banter topic. About your he's, shirt. he's done a 180. He was really confident. He thinks everyone loves the shirt. And now, and now he needs more. Truth, he needs a... The truth is coming out. He's unsure about the shirt. I don't there know is. what the lighting is like uh, in the cameras, but from my angle of my actual eyes to the background that you're set against... I I can't discern what is the shirt and what is the background. It's you're really, just like staring into the mouth of hell. Yeah, you're wearing camouflage. Right yeah, now. I wanted to wear this just uh, last week. I wore the lit shirt also for sale. Uh, didn't make any. That shirt uh, is dope. It's pretty dope. I didn't make a big deal about it, but the red shirt. I'm I'm not a uh, let's wear a red shirt type of guy. I've never I, seen you in a red shirt. I've seen you in a red sock shirt, but never a red shirt. Just a pure red shirt. Yeah. Red shirts are tough. Yeah, they're tough to pull off. I've seen you in a lot. Unless of you're shirts. like. Unless you're you're giving up a year of your college eligibility, right? Or if you're like a quarterback during uh, the preseason training camp, training yeah. camp, yeah, yeah. All this talk of merchandise is making me thirsty, so it's a good thing I have my glass cannon. <laughs> oh my god! Where, where can I get one of those? Would I have to go to glasscannonnetwork.com/store? Hey, you know, let's check. What did you have your cup on right here? Oh, is this a is this a branded coaster? <laughs> oh my so, god! Oh look, it's on glasscannonnetwork.com/store as well. <laughs> right now, right now. You guys are so natural at ad reads. <laughs> I'm honestly scared that everything is going to end up on the glass cannon store. Why is this happening? You Why? like Sydney's weird shirt? <laughs> Go to glasscannonnetwork.com like slash store. I'm being sucked into the store. Sydney, I like... Sydney was just complimented by a barista. And what oh, else yeah. did they say? Yeah. Um, I'll do a reenactment. Thank you for the... <laughs> thank you, sir. Uh, here's 20% tip. And he, oh, see, that's what it is. You said that out loud. <laughs> just paid him to give you a compliment. I'm narrating. That's all it was. The, the shirt compliment happened before. Oh, the oh, I, no. Here's what really happened. I walked in. He said, "Cool shirt," and I said, "Oh, thank you." He goes, "It's cool. It's like it's so funky." And then he made my drink. I said, "Thanks." And he goes, "You, you remind me of somebody." And every time this happens, there's a split second where I'm like, "Glass cannon," and it's usually not. <laughs> Just the average barista in Astoria is going to be like, I know you from the glass cannon. It's happened. But, uh, but I said, oh, uh, you know, whatever. I look like people. And he goes, I know who it is. Dua Lipa. <laughs> Did he say, you look like Dua Lipa if John Waters chose your wardrobe? My eyes probably popped out of my head. I went, Dua Lipa? And then I said, thanks so much. That made my day. And he laughed. Um, and I left the store. And then I walked with Matthew and Kate and I said, I can die now. Dua Lipa. I looked it up. Blonde Dua Lipa. I, I see it. Thanks, Troy. You're making my day. I wonder what Dua Lipa would look like in this red dragon. <laughs> <laughs> she could go to glasscannon.com slash store and shop right it. She, she would not. never. She could Glass not. Cannon Network. Oh, sorry. Glass Cannon. Jared does the same thing all the time. He's like, just go over to the glasscannon.com. <laughs> why say it if you're not sure? <laughs> just don't say it. Hey, say our website. Hey, make them a redirect. Buy that domain and make a redirect to the network. Maybe we'll just a member of the nation cannon. owns it and is willing to sell it for $180,000. Are you serious? No. Probably. Oh. Oh, that I would be... go fight them personally. You would fight them? Yes, of course. I would win. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> she can't. She's done all the fight training and stuff. She That's can do true. it. That's true. I've talked I, about this. I have a lot of topics and questions to talk about. But first of all, I'd like to point out that Sydney is, we're three episodes in, and she's already broken the uh, don't put a bland container on the table yeah. rule. You're only allowed to put branded content oh, on the table. That's perfect. I'm even keeping my lock. That's, <laughs> the That's what Dua Lipa would do. <laughs> That's terrible.
And it's like an old, sad coffee in there. And you're drinking <laughs> dirty, a dirty cup. That's that how a, we sell it. Tapioca <laughs> milk tea? Is that still a thing? I, I actually tea. was really jealous. I, I almost walked back up into that gentleman and asked him for a uh, boba. And then he would have been like, you remind me of something. <laughs> <laughs> you remind me. Wait a minute. Hold on. And I would have walked and go, hold on a He's second. Like, you do a leap friend. Yes. You remind me of Dua Lipa's manager. Here's my question today. If you could press a button and have something immediately delivered to you, what would it be? Whoa. Like right now? <laughs> I know it's good. I just did it. I just did it. <laughs> uh, I would choose a uh, a, a, a nice old-fashioned. Uh, old no, uh, Manhattan. A Manhattan on the rocks with a nice, nice ride. You mean at any time or just now? Right now. Just oh. right now in this minute. I would love. Right now, so. I would love a nice. You know, I was going to actually say an, an ice cold uh, beer would be great to sit and have a beer while we play a game. Yeah. But like this lighting... Uh, it does lend itself to an old fashioned, right? It feels yeah. it feels fancy. It feels like we're sitting by a fire. Yeah, yeah. It's old fashioned lighting. It sure is. <laughs> yes, it is. What would you What would you get? I can push a button and anything I want. It doesn't have to be a food or drink, but you get you get it right now. What would World you? peace. Oh, my God. God. Cut said, that. You said it. it doesn't have to be now, food or drink. It can be anything I want. All of our answers are going to be like, not good enough. I know you've ruined. I should have went to you last. Then we would have all felt bad. Now we're just there on the hot seat here. Kate, what would you get? I was going to worry that you were like being super imaginative. No. You were just an asshole. He's just yeah. trying to get into heaven. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe in heaven. But why am I an asshole for wanting world peace, Joe? Oh, for God. saying it at a table like this, at a yeah. time like this. It's not the time or the place. This is not the time or the place place. to bring up something as disgusting as world peace. (laughs) Seconds after Joe and I ordered a cotton. That looks to make them look. I've lost my appetite. I'm not going to order anything. You can order world peace? No. You've already have. I don't need to. You already have. We've got it. Unless you're not pushing the button. Well, now you can have a cocktail. Oh, that's the saddest thing. Matthew has a button that can give world peace and he doesn't press it? I press it. What does I, that say about maybe you? Maybe the saddest thing of all is that I press it constantly. You know what? I also don't think you answer the question because it's like, what would you want to have delivered? Delivered. To you? Yeah. Uh, all right. Sir, I'll would you sign here for world peace? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Hey, Joe, a, a toast. Big, big old box. To of world, world peace. peace. <laughs> to world peace. <laughs> He's like, I need two more signatures on this. I'm like, oh, sorry, we're busy. That's <laughs> just you get a box and it's like world peace, and you're like, amazing, it came, and you open it up and it's a gun. And you're like, right. what does this mean? You, you figure it out. You figure yeah. it out. <laughs> Engraved on the side is the peacemaker. Yeah. Oh, God. You know what to do. You know what to do. That's one answer. What's what's your button gonna give you? Gin and tonic, by the way. For oh. for doing cocktails. <laughs> Gin and tonic served in a gun. <laughs> What are you doing, Skip? That's All right, Cindy. Someone's going to just clip that with no audio context. Stop. Weird episode this week, just Cindy. That's the still on YouTube. You've already you've already injured. You had a little bit of an interaction this, in such a manner on social media about this already. That's true. Poor Kate. What would you get? A bubble tea? Uh, Dua Lipa. You get to just <laughs> sent to the studio. That would just be wild, and I feel like we get a lot of views. Yeah, sure. That would up the thing. subscriber numbers. That's great. Uh, She's thinking uh, of the company. Rang? She's not thinking of herself. That's like, great. Hey, and I was what? thinking of myself with world peace. Yeah. No, that was very selfish. You could have anything you want. I wanted to see who she's rep by. Ooh, different agency. Too bad. Uh, we could have met her. We could have had her. Yeah. Could have almost literally pushed a button and had her. There's like a 50% chance we could have made some phone calls. Yeah. What would you get? Um, Just a cheeky, like, 10 mil. 
Oh, oh so, so you just get a stack of cash? That. Oh, yeah. That is Money. way, way smarter than an old fashioned. Oh, my God. I feel so dumb. I could get at least 10 old It's not fashions. a genie. It's like, what do you want <laughs> for you this? Said anything. It doesn't have to I be I want more drink. buttons. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to break the game, sure. Uh, okay. My... My cheap answer is, I guess I would. Cheap answer. (laughs) You mean one step down from $10 million in a briefcase? Yeah. Um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. She didn't say ask for a briefcase. That's true. You only get one thing, Joe. You could buy a briefcase. You know what I would have? There was a cocktail at our party Mm -hmm. um, at that really nice place that we went to. Yep, don't say it aloud. I'm not. I don't remember the name. (laughs) I couldn't if I tried. There was like a, a lavender lemon uh sparkling wine like topped with a sparkling wine cocktail i would have a flower in it i see that i feel like there's a floating orchid in that drink there was something or a floating like burnt lemon uh slice or something it was really good i would get that cocktail okay see now we're talking see this is making We're all just sense. saying cocktails because you didn't okay. accept Why didn't you answers? just ask us what cocktail we would Kate do? Kate took Dua Lipa. Uh, <laughs> still Lipa holding a cocktail and she hands it to you and then yes. leaves? Dua yeah. Lipa serving me a mocktail. <laughs> a mocktail. <laughs> a mocktail. <laughs> and then gracefully bowing and leaving. Yeah, then gracefully <laughs> seeing herself out. What a horrible choice. <laughs> I, have a follow, all around. I have a follow-up question. Does anyone know who Dua Lipa is? No, I, I don't. Who is she, Joe? I, I have never heard the name in my life. Hold on, I have a follow up, follow up question, Joe. Based off the name alone, and my story about Dua Lipa looking like it's a, it's a woman like her. Who do you think Dua Lipa Tell is? Us. I don't know. No, just like guess. You, like you yes. know, she is uh, rep to a major celebrity. It uh, uh, does. Uh, I would say uh, singer. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. Oh. I, I, I guess you got by at the cocktail party. I didn't know party. an actor named Dua Lipa. A I have woman a question singer? for. I have a follow-up question for you. How big is the rock that you live oh. under? <laughs> it's <laughs> really big. I I don't I don't yeah I don't interact with outside you know force. Joe, you just saw a Barbie movie. I did. She's really? in Barbie movie. <laughs> She's in the movie. <laughs> yeah, she plays Mermaid Barbie. Oh, oh Dua Lipa. Was... She also has one of the songs. That yeah, plays, her, right? her music the, is the party. The party song, she song, sings it. Where the Barbies are partying in the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a singer. All right, great. Nailed it. Skid, what's, what's So she's your, an actress? We're done with this question. <laughs> you need to. Leave it alone. Dua Lipa already delivered the she's drink. She's a triple threat. She's gone. Your kids are going to be like, Dad, what's wrong with you? You don't know anything. In like five years. Skid didn't know Dua Lipa. I don't know. She's we Skid, don't blame Skid. Skid used to date her or something. Like Skid always is like one. He's like Kevin Bacon. Oh, Dua Lipa, my uncle's nephew. Uh, I'd have to me. look. I, Maybe. I'll have to look her up. Yeah, my, my uncle's nephew. That's me. <laughs> my, my uncle's uncle daughter's nephew. neighbors in a poker game with Dua Lipa. Is that how? What's your button? Uh, two Butterfinger blizzards. Ooh, <gasps> why two? Because I'm just hungry. And I want like uh, some Hershey's chocolate syrup to put in. <laughs> oh, that sounds oh, good. So you have three buttons now, Skid? No, it's one button that delivers two. a package of... Two blizzards covered two in blizzard. Two blizzards. That's what it delivers every time. God, that sounds They're connected so... in cellophanes, which is one order, but yeah. it's, there's uh, tape them together. So I didn't good. think about the cellophane. Yeah. I'm going to uh, Wappinger Falls uh, this weekend, and there's a Dairy Queen there, and I might ask for that blizzard. Mm. But without What's Wappinger Falls? It's a city. In, in New, New York. York. Did you, you make that up? No, no, it's real. It's real. It's as real as this quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this next sponsor because I was a user of this product long before they became a sponsor of us. I'm talking about Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. 
as you know, I'm a busy guy. I have three children now. My wife and I are constantly just running around the house like, ah, ah, ah. Sometimes I can barely get to the grocery store. And so this is where Factor comes in because Factor delivers fresh meals to your door every single week. And they're delicious. I'm not even joking. They are out of this world. And they will help fuel you up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You can save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. For me, I'm a calorie counter. That's, at my age, that's what I have to do to stay on track. And just knowing exactly what I'm eating for dinner, it's like I'm going to have a factor meal. It's going to be X amount of calories. You can order meals catered to your allergies or dietary preferences. But I, for me, I like a low calorie lifestyle. So I get the low calorie ones. I eat that. That's my dinner. And I know exactly. I put it in my calorie app and I'm all set to go. Things are only getting busier now that it's the fall. So you can adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step and choose from 34 plus weekly flavor packed, fresh, never frozen meals that are ready to eat in two minutes. You can also level up with gourmet plus options that are prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Or maybe lunch is the tricky time for you. You're too busy running around to think about having a good lunch so you can keep your energy up with lunch to go. Effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers that are ready to eat when you're on the go. No microwave required. Or maybe you just want a juice. I tried their juices and they are out of this world. I'm a big juice guy and sometimes at lunch, maybe I had a a big night the night before. I just want to go super light the next day. I have one of their juices and I feel full from them. So this September, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Just choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor packed meals delivered right to your door ready in just two minutes no prep no mess head to factormeals.com slash gcp50 and use code gcp50 to get 50 percent off that's code gcp50 at factormeals.com slash gcp50 to get 50 percent off trust me you're gonna love it this episode is sponsored by the greatest vpn app on the planet nord vpn When I'm in a place where I'm concerned about my cybersecurity, for me, that's usually hotels or airports or airplanes, I simply bring up the NordVPN app on my phone, connect to a virtual location, and immediately protect myself and my private information. The process is so shockingly easy. It takes no more than like three seconds. And while you all know that I'm a huge fan of hyperbole, that is not even a remote exaggeration. Three seconds! My device will instantly change its location and I can feel more secure on public Wi-Fi. And while that may be the app's most important use for me, it is far from the only use. You can change your location in order to watch movies or shows that are only available in other countries or sign up for subscriptions that are cheaper if you're based in another country. It just makes me feel financially savvy and digitally secure at the same time, which is well worth what the app costs me, which is like a cup of coffee a month. To celebrate the return of the GCP, NordVPN is offering a great risk-free deal to any members of the niche that purchase a two-year plan. If you use the link in the episode description, you will get four months free. It's risk-free because there's a 30-day money-back guarantee if it's not your jam. Once again, to grab our huge discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash GCP. With every purchase of the two-year plan, you will receive four bonus months for free. And there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. You can find the link in the episode description. 
And we're back! We don't have any buttons, but we do have the best podcast in the world, as you'll soon see by episode three. Once again, big shout out to our sponsors, Demiplane, Foundry VTT. Got to see a lot of Foundry last week. And Norse Foundry, who we'll be hearing about if and when we ever roll for initiative. Will we? No. Nah. No. This is- well, I think it's going to be because we're just too smooth. I mean, the way things went last week. <laughs> yeah, I we feel can like- talk our way out of any exactly. trouble. <laughs> I think Troy's too scared to roll for initiative. Oh. <laughs> you may be right. I may be crazy, but here's roll, what I'm going to do. Roll, 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 I'm going to award the first bottle cap of the Glass Cannon Podcast Campaign 2. And it goes to Sydney for your holding onto the ropes while you vomit idea. That was, oh, that was a good one. That was pretty good. The, is, hey, the first bottle first cap. cap. Ah, you got two job. caps. Thank you. I know. Two. This is awesome. Uh, that's scary. That's <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> it hurts a little bit. Troy, let me put this jagged metal <laughs> right into my eye socket. I'm bleeding. It's too scary. Uh... Where do we start? Last week. Ooh, boy. Oh, man. You enter the city of Seven Arches, a city that is built on top of the elven ruins of a city from long, long, long ago. The druids have taken over and everything is very uh, nature-oriented. The people who live there, because it's not just druids. Druids sort of oversee the city. They have done their best to not kind of ruin nature. You, You notice that things are sort of built around nature. They're trying to make everything in harmony with the trees and the bushes and whatnot um, because they don't want to piss off the druids. Uh, So you had a plan to go to Patsy's, a uh, local pub here in Seven Arches, uh, for ladies' night to maybe gather information. But instead, you were like, you know what? Let's just go straight to the central plaza. Let's go to Arch Plaza and just, like, take a look at the arches. So you get over there. And sure enough, there are two oak stewards, these big dudes. They've got like, one guy's got a top knot with these like, almost look like antlers, these wooden, this wooden crown of antlers, long green flowing robes, like a huge shillelagh like stick. And uh, one guy is standing at the entrance. The other was sort of roaming around. And sure enough, there are seven arches and just like a bunch of little dwarf trees around it with a single rope tied around the trees and one opening. I've been meaning to ask you since last week. Um, I don't know if this is going to go the way of Dua Lipa where I'm just the idiot, but what is a dwarf tree? Yeah, they're just a little tree. Are they planted by dwarves or they're favored they by in dwarves? honor of dwarves? Have you ever heard of the expression dwarf planet? Uh, I have. Same thing. No, dwarf star. Dwarf planet too. White dwarf. Planets? White dwarf. There are dwarf planets? Pluto. Yeah. It's, a, it's not a planet. Right, it's a, it's a dwarf, dwarf planet. planet. Dummy. <laughs> this fucking guy. Thanks for that. All nine planets, right, Matthew? <laughs> it's just a little tree. It's okay. a small oh. tree. Yeah. It's, me- it's not meant to grow extremely large. Is it's- it an actual species, or, or is any small tree really called a dwarf tree? I really wouldn't overthink the tree. It's, it's not that important. It's not about the tree. Dwarf wheat is, caused an agricultural revolution. Okay. Because you didn't, it wasn't too heavy to fall over. The stocks could stay up in them. Cut to the, feed a lot more people. Cut to you, the finale of you this. Pick the dwarves off of it, and then yeah, dwarf <laughs> trees exist in our in our world. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure yeah. out. They're so, like before bonsai. All right, hold on. Let me just write. I was going to cut to the finale of the show where dwarf a gate tree. opens and a anthropomorphic dwarf tree walks out. You should have asked more questions. <laughs> <laughs> it was right in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's just, it's just a little tree. Not a big deal. Okay. Um, if this comes back, I swear. If this comes back around, I swear. I, I would be playing a hell of a game of poker. 
<laughs> just a little trade. It's just my colorful language um, that I'm just reading directly from the book. Uh, you, Talitha Breakwater, investigator extraordinaire, wants to pursue a lead. Is this what this is? I'm already pursuing. Pursuing a lead. You pursue a lead. You go through this action where you're really studying, and you study for a minute, and then you roll perception, and you notice a small little sparrow lands on the rope, breaks the surface of the rope, perhaps, and an alarm that sounds like a human squirrel screaming goes on for a minute, and you realize, okay, it is unsafe to try and just pass under that rope. But then Buggles wonders if there's a way... Perhaps you could disable it uh, so that someone could sneak through and perhaps use the aura recorder that Fionara gave you to test and see if these gates truly are real or not. So then you leave, you go to the bar, and no one gathers information. You just kind of talk out the plan, and you make a bit of a scene. There's a couple of shady-looking characters watching you on the way out as you're making this scene, but you come up with a pretty good plan. Brother Ramius leaves a little bit earlier and just watches, seeing if anything changes, and it's dark out, and there are a couple people maybe straggling back from the bars, going to their homes, but still, two oak stewards. Are they the same ones as before? It's hard to tell. One patrolling, one standing at the little opening. He watches, he watches, he feels confident that there are no X-Factors here. So then uh, Lucky and Talitha, pretending to be uh, drunk ladies, uh, stumble over to one side and start being loud. One of the Oak Stewards, the one on patrol, comes over and is like, all right, quiet down, there are people living here. Uh, Lucky then pretends to vomit, having licked a bunch of her fur at the bar. This is what orange the bottle cap. And then vomits a hairball, and while doing so, holds on to the rope to set off the alarm. Really brilliant uh, to vomit over it. So now, uh, Zephyr and Buggles realize they've got about a minute to try and pull this off. Buggles goes over, lifts up the rope. Zephyr slides underneath, holds the aura recorder for 18 seconds, and it lights up, mostly purple. A couple other bulbs as well. And that's where we start today. <laughs> Jumping right into the Axione. Jumping right into the Axione. <laughs> you, you have perhaps seconds before this alarm stops. Maybe it's even already stopped. What do you want to do? Zephyr. Um, maybe she's like for a second, like in awe of the gates, but quickly snaps out of it and tries to scurry back under the uh, rope. I imagine you must have this feeling... Like, you've been here now once in the afternoon or late afternoon, like, you didn't feel sick. But there's that moment where it's like, do I feel sick? Do I feel something coming over me? Like a little something deep inside my stomach? Am I just imagining this? You mean the way that you feel every day when you wake up? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) You pull out and you slide under the rope. And you and Bungles just, what, head back into the night? Yeah, I feel like we try to get back into the shadows and then meet up with everyone. Yeah. Uh, can I... Patsy's. <clears throat> Patsy's. All right, so can, I'm surveilling this whole scene, yeah, so can see I see the, I see them getting out and sneaking away? You may even see like a tiny light from the end of the mace-like glass tube that okay. Zephyr has. Uh, at that point, he's going to... Then Brother Ramius is going to... Um, with a book in his hand, he's going to cast light on his uh, book as he's like hiding back in the shadows by where the apple carts were earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, a light will emanate out from him and he'll kind of hold the book out and begin walking uh, toward uh, 
um, <clears throat> pardon me, Lucky and Talitha, you know, making uh, no secret of himself, uh, just kind of walking forward and, and uh, <laughs> I didn't even think of this part, but calling fake names, uh, just Ma- Mara, <laughs> Bertha. <laughs> uh, and he yeah. just starts, starts and, walking uh, and through, and like I he's I'm, looking for these kids. Lucky I make quick eye contact to try to decide who's Bertha and who's Mara. Right. <laughs> Mara! Oh no, Bertha, he's found us! Uh, oh, and so he'll walk up. Uh, I don't want to go back. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, uh, talking to the oak steward. We haven't drinking anything. I didn't even... You know you're not supposed to be out. It's past curfew. Now step back, step away. Uh, step away from these gates. They are sacred. Okay, I was sorry. Hold on. And she's just like on all fours is on the ground. And one last... And then she wipes her mouth. I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Just, just please step back. Just I am Bob at all. Just, <laughs> which one of you, Mara? Step back. <laughs> <laughs> the Oak Stewart comes into your light here. I have uh, some flickering light on you on Foundry. I have it looked. And it's like, please, uh, please take, take, they, they've had too much to drink. They, they, they must leave. They're setting off alarms. Oh, oh, it's moving and shaking. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, flickering oh, light. This looks oh. so much better. Uh, so yeah, he'll he'll step up to the scene, and they say, "You got to go." He's like, of course, of course. I'm I'm so sorry for the disturbance. Sorry, it really is. It's oh. quite embarrassing. Please, please, sorry. Bertha. <laughs> How many times have we talked about this? Come back, come back to okay. the back to the inn. Sorry, sorry, sir. I say to them, <laughs> <laughs> and he'll just step back and let. And he's not going to say anymore. He's going to let them walk past him, and then he'll walk around behind them. Again, I'm, I'm so sorry to disturb you. I, right, I hope this right. doesn't... Uh, uh, I still wish to, to... I'm so sorry. And he'll scuttle away. He just shakes his head. And that's where we fade out. The oak steward shaking his head. <laughs> three of you. We come back up at Patsy's. Uh, it's later now. It's maybe past midnight. Okay. Okay. Patsy's wow. open past midnight, yeah, eh? I say it's like New York. On hours. a Tuesday? They're open to four. <laughs> on a Tuesday, they might close early. <laughs> um, we'll see if uh, it's... There's not a lot of people in here besides the five of you. Oh, you say, what about those guys at the bar? Gone. They're gone? And we're like looking shadily at them. Mm-hmm. Damn it. There's like a gaggle of uh, dwarves that are still going at it. And a uh, couple uh, rabbit people. Rabbit people? Smoking <laughs> carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that I hadn't had uh, any today, but seeing strange things. No, that's real. Lucky, that was quite brilliant. Thank you. I um. Performance. I actually had a really bad hairball, and that actually just kind of came out. So, kind of just worked in our favor, I suppose. Um, Zephyr, how do you feel? Yes, how do you feel? You're alive. Oh. How do you feel? I uh, I think I feel fine. I think I just have a little bit of anxiety, but the the aura meter it it glowed. It mostly purple. I don't. I'm not sure what that means. Is it still glowing? If you hold it out, it's like held whatever. Oh, it's okay. Red, yeah. So oh. it's mostly purple, but there's like little nodules around the edge of it. Some of them aren't lit, but some of them are with fainter colors. Maybe a red, yellow. A bluish purple. Do we have any way of interpreting these yeah. results? I was going to say, can I roll an arcana or some? Yeah, absolutely. And can I look around the bar to make sure nobody's looking at us as she's holding this? Thing oh up yeah, I make guess. Make sure nobody sees it. <laughs> Natural two. Natural two. Natural four. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you didn't recognize it when she brought it out, and so it doesn't surprise you that you aren't quite sure how it works. Natural five. <laughs> Hold on, let me on roll. perception. Let me roll. Uh, that's an adjusted natural 12. three. Natural three. Wow, starting off hot. Yeah, guys, get him out of the way. Yeah, get him out. Yeah, you know nothing, and no one's looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive me, I didn't don't have this in my notes. Uh, but when were we supposed to meet outside with Finara? Or she said you can come back whenever just come you come back want. At, at any time. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you, like you, you were able to successfully find this. I mean, you don't know what's what, but do you want to try and find a place to stay yeah. here in the city? Yeah, or yeah. Back to yeah. I think we of, should stay in tonight. I think it's actually the least suspicious thing than to try to like yeah. sneak back like out of town after I just town. said I was here to research stuff. So. And we ha- we can gather info maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, because. We're getting information for Fianara, yeah. who is going to exchange some information for us. Great. But Brother Ramius is very curious about these arches and, and wants to know if people are currently using them. And we kind of got intel that maybe some people are. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, it was a bit above the guard's pay grade, he said. But he said at, at night sometimes. But he's not sure. I don't know. Would it be worth it to stake it out? Perhaps. Long term. But let's get some rest tonight. We, should, done a, we, need to deli- we need to deliver the reader to Fionar before we do anything else because she has information that we and Dr. Riddleson need. That's fair. Well, that can wait until tomorrow. Agreed. That would be least suspicious. Well, the least suspicious. Let's turn in then. I'll ask the barkeep if there's a room. Buggles? He's shining a glass. <laughs> After you. We're going to be doing last call soon. Can I get you something? Hello, good sir. We are in the market. Hello. Or a hello down here. There you are. We are in the market for a room or rooms. Do you know of any in the area that are reputable? There's an inn down there on Inn Boulevard. Inn Boulevard. Uh, (laughs) Why didn't I think of it? It's a very easy town to navigate. It's called the Minotaur's Mansion. I'm sure they'll have rooms. What is it, Tuesday? Thank you. He says there's an inn over on Inn Boulevard called, called Minotaur's Mansion. Oh, that sounds good. Shall we, Ziffer? Yeah, yeah, let, let, let's go. We must, we must keep up the ruse. Oh, please. I'm <laughs> so tired. I just want to sleep, Brother Ramius. I can't even move my feet. Let's go. Let's go. Don't draw any more attention to us than necessary. Why didn't you stop us? Yeah, I had too much and I don't feel it. You walk out of Patsy's and we just see those two rabbits smoking carrots. What is up with those rabbits? <laughs> <laughs> this is like multiple layers of mystery. Why didn't we talk city. to those rabbit folk? One of them blows smoke. It just fills up the screen. And in that smoke, we see a flashback to Brother Ramius's dream. Brother Ramius choking through the smoke of the great fire, looking out the window and seeing a figure staring up at him. Something that isn't from his real memory, but from the memory of this dream, and then trying to lift a chair up to smash through the glass to get to safety and being too weak, falling to the ground and looking up and then seeing that figure just on the other side of the glass, impossibly floating there with a white mask and giant horns. You never gave us any details on the horns. Are they like curving up? They curve down. They spirals. Are they like? What are they, do they look like? Goat like or ram like? Yeah, ram like or devil. like devil like? They're horns. 
It's hard to remember what they look like. Follow-up question. Yes. Is this figure rabbit-like in any way? No. Okay. Just checking. Not rabbit-like. Rabbit-like? 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 Nor is it rabbit-like. And we fade out of that to you all waking up in the end. No reason to role-play you getting a room, because that would take us 25 minutes. <laughs> yes. It would be... So much fun. <laughs> there will be drunk, time. Ladies. There will, there be, will time. be time. <laughs> Matthew, don't worry. Be time when I'm less prepared. <laughs> <laughs> the booking of a room. Oh, I'm sorry, we're all out. Go try that in. It's <laughs> a classic trait. Um, but in this instance, you wake up and you, having experienced this dream, having remembered this dream, now have a power that has awakened within you. You all have these deviant feats. I don't think we even talked about this, maybe during the character creation session zero, but I don't know if we've talked about it since. Um, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the archetypes you chose from the adventure path, did they each give you access? The background. Yeah, the background, thank you. Yeah, it, it gave us each a deviant ability, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Having experienced this dream, you now get a new ability. <gasps> the what? Awakened Power Feet. What? Which is tied to your Add feet? Ability. What? I want... Did I have a dream? How do you have a dream? You did not, nor will you ever. How do you have a dream? <laughs> How do you dream? How what does one dream? create a dream? What are dreams? What are dreams? Awakened Power Feet is a fourth level feat that you get access to. Your power spontaneously... Oh, fourth evolves or reconfigures itself. You gain one awakening benefit for a deviant feat of fourth level or lower. And uh, this is a feat that you can take multiple times, but you are given this um, freely. Amazing! Yeah, so take a look at that. You don't have to answer it now unless you see something that jumps out at you, but gotcha. know that you do have this uh, this new power. And now I'm assuming you want to head to the Caravanserai. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we can come back, but yeah. yeah, but we first need to report Deliver. the findings on the Aura reader. All right, you leave the city. Glowing? It's still glowing. Yep, cool. has not changed at all. So you leave the city, watching our, watching behind us, watching. make sure we're not being followed by rabbits or men with hats. Uh, you leave the city, you return to the caravanserai, and uh, you get there, and it's you know people are it's it's pretty big. There's a lot of people. Think of it as like a, a hotel with a roof. There's just lots of little uh, stalls and people hanging out. There's baths. Um, you ask around for Fianara, and someone points you to her tent, uh, and you get there, and she is uh, sitting uh, outside of her tent, and she's washing washing her feet in like a bucket, and uh, she sees you. Do you guys have the recorder out, or is it hidden as you walk up? I probably have it in a bag, okay. yeah, as we walk up to her. She sees you, and she's like, Oh, you have returned faster than I imagined. What news? Um, I think that the, the arches might be real, so I pull out the reader, and I hand it to her. And She smiles as you hand it to her. She's like, Oh, no, they are not real. This is just as I suspected. And she points uh, at the purple bulb. Illusion magic. Oh. And then she points oh. at one of the bulbs that is unlit and not a trace of conjuration. Those arches are as fake as a siren's tits. <laughs> what? What did you what? just say? 
<laughs> what did you just say? It's an old expression. Bayonara. My people. What? Yes, they are very... That is, those archers are not real. This confirms... Wait, wait, wait. wait. So what the whole city is built around them. It, the city was built to uh, house and protect and study and worship them in a way. Were they replaced, maybe? She smiles kind of like coyly. Come, sit. Let me finish with my feet. Okay. Have a... Uh, orange juice. <laughs> I have some fresh orange juice that I squeezed. Do you have any bagels? Well, I was there. Are no bagels. And she uh, finishes. Yeah, I'll be out there, maybe. She dries her feet, and uh, you wonder to yourself, when did she squeeze that orange juice? Where did she get the orange juice? Before, during, or after the washing of her feet. Um, but it would be rude not to drink it, so you all drink her feet juice. And uh, she settles back in her chair, and she's like, you have done uh, a, a, a great service to me, so... Here is what I know, with my suspicions confirmed about the arches in the Arch Plaza. I know that the real seven archers are hidden somewhere south in the Wildwood, which is why the Oak Stewards restrict travel there. They also post guards. On the night of your missing moment, all seven of the guards at Seven Arches stepped through the portals, just like you did. But only one of them returned. A rather self-righteous oak steward named Bolan. When he returned, Bolan was a changed man. And not in a good way. After the High Council chewed him out for shirking his post, he stole an important oak steward artifact and hid out in the wildwood along with some other malcontents that have rallied to his cause. From there, he's been sending these cronies of his to the city to harass the citizens, undermine the oak steward's authority, and recruit other discontented druids to his cause. His ultimate aim, as far as I can tell, is a full-on coup. Now, I don't know what happened to this Bolan character when he stepped through the arch, but whatever he knows, I figure that you will want to know it, too. Where, he's in the wild, would you say? That is what I have heard, yes. Which is under guard and travel is restricted. Yes. How do we reach him? Well, since Bolan is both dangerously antisocial and deep within this restricted territory, I would suggest you start by talking to the Oak Stewards. You had asked me before, uh, I believe it was you, if I knew anyone in town and I was purposefully coy. As it happens, I am on good terms with a mid-ranking member of the Druids' Council, a halfling named Lemma Feldthorn. I can, uh, she reaches into her pack, uh, uh, pulls out some paper and like a quill. She's like, I can provide you with a letter of introduction so that you can meet her and offer to help with this Bolan situation. In doing so, you are bound to advance your investigation into the missing moment. And uh, either way, the Oak Stewards are good allies to have. They have their hands full with this obnubulate curse and whatnot, having a group of outsiders handle this business with one of their malcontents could serve you well down the line. So, if the gates aren't real, maybe that's why you didn't get sick, Zephyr. 
Maybe there's a chance that if we were to find the real ones, that you could be in serious danger. I mean, the gates weren't cursed. The town was cursed. And she's like scratching her arm a little bit. Was <laughs> <laughs> that so you got an itch? Huh? Is yeah. that a rash? No. How are you feeling? A bit flushed. He puts his hand up on your forehead. I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. Sense motive. <laughs> is that is that true though? Like the entire city was cursed, or is it because of the gates? Well, they said it was because of the gates. Right. Proximity so the, to the gates. Right. So if the gates are fake, yeah, then it was a lie. Or to keep elves out. Or they or, th- or they thought it was real. Or the the gates, even if they're outside of the city, the aura of the gates is so powerful that it extends and washes over the city. How far outside of the city are we talking about? Um, a couple she, miles? Or like No, it, it, it would be... Uh, she doesn't know where it is, um, but she thinks it's deep within the Wildwood. It could be like a couple days' journey. Oh, um, man. They're hidden out there. She's, she's like, All right, I, Lemma may know more. Take it back. We will roll for initiative. <laughs> As it turns out. <laughs> couple days' journey into the dark wood? She has no idea. It could be weeks. It could be, you know, she she, she seems to think that they're pretty deeply hidden. Okay. Oh, man. Well, let's go fight this halfling. <laughs> no, no, it's just a, f- a friend of mine. I, you said you wanted the halfling dead. <laughs> no, I, if we kill the halfling, you'll tell she's us. She's one of the few stuff. friends I have. Limbelt Thorn will die tomorrow. <laughs> yes. You have our word. Consider it done. <laughs> it's just, just Dr. Richardson <laughs> have any other Don't say any more. Don't say any more. Say this. <laughs> she's the only friend I have. <laughs> any more information is dangerous at this point. It, it, Understood. <laughs> I think we know what you mean. I'm <laughs> winking. Are there any more of Dr. Richardson's protege? No, nope. <laughs> just us. We were the best at understanding. Oh, God. <laughs> Where can we find this Lemmerfeld form? She should, does she have any allergies? She's in the city. <laughs> she should be in the, in the, the city? wicker house. Well, now they call it uh, the Vine Hall. Um, my people called it uh, called it the wicker house. The well, wine, wine hall? Wine hall? Vine Hall. Wait, is, uh, sorry. Is she, are you food? German? No, it's, it's a V... Vine, they they love their vines here. Is this in the city or is this? Sorry, where's Vinehall? Yes. Oh, if you look at the it's on map, the eastern side of the city. Oh. I will bring you back to the map of Seven Arches. Ah, see. Thank you for showing us the. Oh, ah. thank you so much. It is just to the east of the Arch Plaza, on the other side. Oh, I see. Of the Southern River. Yes. So let's every time you show us this map, there's something. Uh, noted here as the quaking sacks and I read it as the quacking sacks so it makes me giggle <laughs> that's at the corner of library way what is the quaking sticks that is uh, a library oh oh. oh I like that I like that yes I think they name their library the quaking stacks like other than just like the seven arches municipal seven library. library I don't know everything has a cool name everything uh, has a cool uh, name yeah all these names are really fun have you been to the minotaurs Mansion? Right. Mansion, yes. Oh, we stayed, we stayed there last night. Well, except for the Justice House. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Minotaur <laughs> Mansion a lot of imagination also. There. That's a bagel shop. The Minotaur <laughs> Mansion was a bit of a maze. Justice House bagels. Well, well done, Sydney. <laughs> Thanks, Matthew. You're the only one who cares about me. Yeah, you're, you're having fun. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, do you want some more juice? No. <laughs> told you everything I know. Um, let's return to the The scene. only thing we want to drink is wine. <laughs> The Vine Hall. Well, I think you've overstayed your welcome. <laughs> Ladies' Day! <laughs> Ladies' Day! Kurt, you can stop with that ruse. I'd like my disguise kits back, but oh. they keep yours. I wash all the paint off. 
I will tell you, your disguise will not help you in the Wildwood. It is not about hiding who you are. It is about staying alive. That is wild country. Not only do they restrict travel for to keep elves safe and to hide their secret, but it is also a dangerous, dangerous area. So the wild country just meaning... Is it, this is a specific area? This is like anywhere around the city that's not like part of the city. Yeah, if you were to look up a map of the uh, River Kingdoms, you may even see like it's called the Wildwood. Like we're familiar with the, oh, the okay, yeah, the Verduran Forest. We're familiar with yeah. the Echo Wood, but it's basically like the River Kingdoms in general are is a land at least formerly before the um, the Age of Lost Omens. I'm sure it's the same. It's like, it's a land with no king. There is yeah. no government. It is a there, balkanized region. Yeah, it's basically all miniature bandit kingdoms, essentially. And when you travel the woods, you are at a huge risk of not They're only... Constantly at war with each other. Yeah, wildlife, but also, like, everybody that moves through there. Merchants, uh, uh, um, bandits, uh, everybody is like... They're all... No one trusts anyone. Yeah. And so there's a tendency to want to just like jump people and kill them rather than ask questions. So it's a very dangerous place to be moving through. Uh, if you look in the uh, Foundry VTT chat, I've uh, linked a uh, image of the River Kingdoms, if you want to bring it up. Oh, cool. Um, oh, cool. And you'll see like to the north uh, west is the Echo Wood. Nice work, Troy. When it comes to technology, no one. Uh, no one than my buddy Troy. I mean, I copy pasted a link. It I don't know what else to do. Absolutely broken link. I'm going to look up. I clicked the link and it goes right through. So I, I'm going to go oh, through the, gu- the guide to reload. the, r- the River it. Kingdoms. Uh, really? Yeah. Yep, my link worked fine. Huh. Echo Wood is to the northwest, but if you look, there's the Wildwood all the way to the southwest, right at the border of Kionan. Uh, and you'll see Rasmirin is right there to the west yeah. as well. But now you see where Seven Arches, the city is. Oh, the Wildwood. I was like Wildwood, New Jersey. Wild. That's what I heard, too. Oh, Wildwood. 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 Hey, Wildwood. <laughs> Go on the boardwalk and get some, you know. It's not the electric forest, Kate, but well, it'll do. Shit. <laughs> no lasers. But you see, yeah, that's that's pretty far where the city of Seven Arches is and where the, like the edge of the Wildwood is. So she's saying that uh, they are hidden somewhere within there. Mm. All right. So let's go talk to. Uh, I talked to. Find <laughs> contact. Lemma, Friend. Lemma Feldthorn. Yeah, let's go. All right. Um, so you head into the city and you go all the way uh, to the eastern portion in the direction of the Vine Hall with Feinar's letter in hand. Uh, and with that letter, you're able to gain entry to the building. Uh, it is also called the Wicker House. She made mention of that. Uh, this is the, the structure is the closest thing the Oak Stewards have to a capital building. Like all the architecture here, you can tell that it was like once a ruined elven manor. Uh, that the Oak Stewards filled all the gaps with ivy and creeping vines. Uh, so now the Wicker House's living walls and floors are apparently stronger and more resilient than any normal wood. And it was renamed Vine Hall. You are ushered into a little sitting area, and uh, within moments, a full-sized horse comes bounding into the room. <laughs> and there's a halfling atop it, just knocking shit off of the table. What? Walls, and you hear a tiny voice, who's like, Mulberry, Mulberry, come the fuck down! Mulberry, Mulberry, <laughs> She's a little halfling on a giant horse. She's like, I'm On a full-sized horse. Yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She gets a little riled up around men. She can smell their penises. 
Anyways, I'm Lemmerfeld Vaughn, and uh, you are, according to this letter, friends of Fianara's. Yes. Yes. Uh, Buggles is terrified. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely terrified. He's huddled behind Zephyr's legs. Oh, just don't trembling be and peeking out. Scared. Mulberry doesn't bite. No, I know they do. The horses, they bite. They uh, bite horribly. Oh, no, not Mulberry. Mulberry only eats berries. Ah, maybe it will mistake my head for a berry. Don't be silly. Here, I'll, I'll bring her into the other room. Oh, Mulberry. Oh, oh please. Oh, nope. bounds out of the room, knocking everything over. Nope, nope. You just hear crash, 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 and then she comes back in. I'm so sorry. I'd like to make a grand entrance. Um, what business do you have with the Oak Stewards? Why would you bring a horse into a building? I just, uh, this is what I do. Fyanara <laughs> said we might be of assistance here. <laughs> you and Fyanara are two peas in a pod. Yes, well, um, uh, yes, Fyanara, I can see that you are, uh, looking for something. Oh, yes, now that I'm really reading this here. It appears you know some things. Well, um, <clears throat> I, I will admit the Oak Stewards are presently stretched a bit thin. Uh, the, the, the seeming disappearance of this obnubulate curse has created not just an ethical conundrum as allowing elves in, pointing at you, but not on purpose, uh, like she's just gesturing. She's like, allowing elves in uh, could be a disaster should the curse return just as quickly as it disappeared. But it's also a matter of national defense, for without the curse, some fear the strained relationship between Seven Arches and neighboring Keonan might blossom into an actual conflict. Factor in these increased Gorga attacks, and the Oak Stewards have no time for Bolan's troublemaking. She says here that you may be able to help. Is that true? You are interested in helping us in our cause? We have, we have certain skills, investigatory, that we might be able to offer here in your search for Bolan. I see. Well, Bolan's crimes, you must understand, go beyond a mere rebellion. In her letter, Fayanara alludes that you are aware of our secret as it pertains to the archers. I trust Fayanara with my life, and so I would trust you as well if she would tell you this. I hope that you can be as discreet with that information as you will be with what I am to tell you. Before he left, uh, Bolan stole the gate key for the real Seventh Arch, a fanciful jade amulet shaped like a leaf that we call the Shade Wither Key. There are so few active gates left in Galarian due to the keys such as this being lost to time. We, Oak Stewards, take the responsibility of the Shade with the key very seriously. Now I've heard rumors that he plans to use the key in some sort of evil ritual at the Arches a few nights hence. If you want to help, I can perhaps consult the other Oak Stewards, but I suspect they will agree that there could be a mutually beneficial arrangement here. While I don't know where Bolan himself is hiding, I can point you in the direction of the real Seven Arches. And if this plan is approved by all parties, we can provide you with a bark writ as well. This is an official pass, allowing you to roam freely in Seven Arches, including visiting the Wildwood and the real Ayudara. But in exchange, I would need you to investigate what Bolan is up to, disrupt any rituals he may or may not be performing, reclaim the gate key, and capture this rebel oak steward so that he may be punished for his crimes. 
sorry, horsewoman, you said something about a bogart. Bogart? Bogart, right? Bogart? Bogart? He said, he said a word. I the slip. The it's the permission. The pass. A bark about yes. the city. Bark Barkrit. Bark a Barkrit, yes. Bar- Have you never heard of the Barkrit? Barkrit. It's a gambling. No, it's a Barkrit. Druids use them all the time. It's a druid thing. Is it a writ of bark? Yes. Yes. It's a pass that you will be able to use to show the guards that you are allowed to roam freely. Uh, without it, uh, you would be uh, escorted out. Or worse. I have a question. So this Bolon... Yes! Why are you yelling? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just very fired up. <laughs> this Bolon... Yes. The Oaksturds are aware of his nefarious deeds, and they're looking for him. Why keep up the ruse? Here, with these archers. Well, that is part of our history. It is much safer that people do not know where the real archers are. They could be exploited... And uh, so they are protected by not letting anyone in the wildwood. They are safe. What do you know of the missing moment and the connection to your arches? Has there has one been observed? Did those Ayudar activate on the night of the missing moment began? I know very little, but yes, I am to understand that they did. And all guards went through, including Bolan. Yes. Unfortunately, he was the only one to return. But were all the guards there, ready? Yes, the Ayodara, the real Ayodara, are always guarded, just in case someone were to... Sorry, the real Ayodara, are they not all real? I'm not talking about your illusions in your town, I'm talking about the various Ayodara around the world. Well, I I know nothing of them, but I'm sure they are. I'm talking about the ones in the Wildwood. When they activated, on the night of the missing moment... Yes. These seven, were they always active? No, they could be activated with the shade with a key. I myself have never used it. There are rumors that our higher-ups have used it from time to time to travel to other active Iodara in Golarion. But I, I... I have not been able to partake in such a thing. Who was in so, possession uh, of the key before Olan stole it? The key was here. On the night of the missing moment, the archers came alive of their own accord, and the guards that were stationed there, Bolan among them, walked through. Only Bolan returned. How is it that all of the guards were there stationed, ready at this time, coincidentally? There are always guards stationed there. There are always seven. At that night there was. I'd have to check the, the schedule. And he did not have the key. I don't do the scheduling, you must understand. I'm just telling you what I know. And there were seven guards there the that key. night. No, but when he came back and rallied some of his friends to his cause, they stole the key and Who took it? it. Who is... The area of the real Ayudara in the Wildwood now. Yes. Is that area under the control of Bolan and his rebel, rebel cohort? Or do you, does the city have control over them? It is my understanding that Bolan and his men now have control of the Ayodara. If this rumor of the ritual is true, I do not know what they are up to, but it is very dangerous. The shade with a key is not something that can be used willy-nilly. How long ago did he take the key? Uh, this was uh, a few nights hence. So for months... Many months he never made an attempt to take the key. No, he's been biding his time, sending his lackeys into town to sow discord, finding people to join his cause. There are others among him. There are other oak stewards and civilians that have joined with him. Are the gatewalkers? No. To my knowledge, only Bolan. Tell me, tell us everything 
you know about Bolan, and don't stop talking for sixty seconds because this has mechanical effects. Because I would like to, per- I would like to Letha to pursue a lead on Bolan. Druidism draws many adherents, mostly because they love nature, but others because they hate people. Bolan Nagaso has always been the latter. He grew up in the logging camps of Andoran, the son of parents with too many children and too little affection. Shy and scrawny, he was bullied by loggers' children and his older siblings. He took to spending as much time as possible in the woods, for here in the quiet among the trees he could finally let his guard down. In time he managed to make friends from local fae, brownies and sprites. Brolin prayed that one day he'd turn out to be a changeling, anything but the child of boorish humans. Yet time and time again the same story would play out. Bolan would return to his favorite grove and find it clear-cut. His fae friends nowhere to be found. The loggers took care of the trees and what little friends he had. As he grew older, though, he filled out, and he used his new strength to fight these atrocities. Yet the loggers, those same childhood chums who spent their lives bullying him, only laughed as they continued to bloody his nose. Hopelessly, he tried to drink his troubles away, as the stories go. It was on one of these benders that he first heard of Seven Arches. In Seven Arches, people served nature rather than the other way around. He learned of the Oak Stewards. Nature's guardians who reminded citizens of the delicate balance between the needs of humanoids and those of plants and animals. Bolan set out immediately, vowing not to rest until he was apprenticed to these sagacious druids. It worked, and Bolan excelled in his training and soon became a full oak steward. With his knowledge and magic, he would say that he began to feel closer to the natural world than ever, while also appreciating the distance his status put between him and Severach's deferential citizens. Yet his joy was short-lived. Bolan falsely believed that the Oak Stewards actually put humanoid interests first. He began to clash more and more with his superiors, eventually seeing them as uh, just another petty hierarchy that was more concerned with international politics than truly safeguarding the natural world. He then volunteered to patrol the nation's borders, venting his merciless frustrations upon anyone he caught sneaking into Seven Archers. He was reprimanded for his violence, and he would serve a punishment, and then he would be put back on the line. To be honest, we were happy to let him roam away, have his position be out there, hoping that he would just one day roam right out of town. And then came the missing moment. Be careful what you wish for. How long was he gone? Two months. And in that time, there was a feeling amongst my friends on the council that it was for the best, though it pains me to say that. The others who left, we mourned them, but not Bolan. There was always a fear that he would do something like this. But then one day he returned. Different. Our gods not restricted on policy to not step through gates. They are, yes. You have to have the shade with a key, and, and that is only given to, to the highest uh, among the, the Oak Stewards. But what it is my understanding so that many to break their vow. Did it not happen to you? According to Fayanara's writ here, you too stepped through. All of you did. 
Yes, but I, I had no vow. I had no... Um, I did not serve the Oak Stewards. Did you choose it freely? I'd like to think I did. Well. Changed, you say. Changed how? More angry. More vicious. Not right in the head. He always was a little off, but now he seemed emboldened by whatever happened on the other side of that gate. And what of the others? They just never, never returned. returned. Never returned. Like so many of us. The rumors are that he has many to his cause now, and probably not just citizens and oak stewards. He's been out there for months now, doing who knows what. He must be stopped. What is his cause? Does anarchy. he wish to find his missing friends? No, I believe it's anarchy. He wants to take seven archers for himself, for he believes that he has the true way of nature and not us. He is misguided. And this ritual you speak of, you know nothing of the ru- not rumors of the details. It what? is but a rumor, but these rumors end up being more true. Is there a knowledge check I can roll about the keys to IDAR keys, like other possible applications? Yeah, like he stole it. Why would he still need it? Like if he's gone through the gate, like what's his, what would be his plan with the key? Unless he's just trying to keep it from someone who would want to use it. Yeah. Or they want to bring something through the gate. Right. Yeah, roll a, uh, any of you can roll an arcana on the, on the, the idea of the key or the shade with the key. It's natural 20, 25. baby. 22 for Talitha. Nice. Yeah, I mean, as to what his motives are, you don't, you don't know what he wants it for. To be able to travel at will, maybe, um, to prevent other people from doing it, um, for him to control that. If he wants to take over the city, him having like the biggest power that they have, uh, makes sense. Um, but there's no like I don't, you break the key and it unleashes you know some other you can absorb another kind of power or some some other kind of application. You would think that to break the key you could shut down use of that gate forever. Yeah, I mean, mm. just having control over it yeah. exclusively gives, gives him a, a, lot a lot of influence of, and yeah. power. So, um, are you satisfied that I'm pursuing a lead on Bolon? By the way, yes. That are official. <laughs> you, you're, the you're the GM. I'm very satisfied. <laughs> Fayanara was right to trust you. Not you. <laughs> Let's move on. Right, not I, I wish you best of luck with your lead, as you call it. The horse comes bounding back in. Mulberry! No! Mulberry, no! All right, I'll see you later! She rides up. Why would you bring a horse into a house? A druid, and a druid, nonetheless. I don't like them. Make any... The horses? No, I in don't general, like horses or that one? at all. At all, any of them. Especially that one. It was very energetic. Buggles, have you never been on a horse? Oh, I'd never be on one of those great beasts. Horrible. I knew one brother like this at my abbey. Brother Halloran. He loved his horse a great deal and would often attempt to ride him into the great hall. (laughs) (laughs) Not that kind of love. (laughs) Not that kind. (laughs) (laughs) Where that came from. See, Bubbles, but, but nice horses. Music. There's really nothing to be afraid of with them, but that one's pretty... I disagree. Not, not I disagree. Well you don't see them like I see them. I do I see, see them, them for what they are. Beasts, monsters, murderers, killers. Oh. Horses. Horses, yes. They're draft animals. They're, they're creatures of Drafted into a war. Friends. A great war against all of humanoid kind. I dodge that draft. <laughs> 
tackles. I'm, I'm really. I hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> really not sure what you're getting at with the horse war talk. Oh yes, this is. Is this not uh, common among your people? Buckles, it's okay. Nobody's going to hurt you. Come here. I'm sorry. She puts her paw <laughs> into your hand. Good kitty. <laughs> Sorry, as, we all, as we always do. <laughs> Six foot kitty. <laughs> I pat you on the head. Thank you. I've calmed down now. I just want to make it known that I don't want any horse related gifts or any horse pranks to be played. So, oh, Buggles, he doesn't like horses. Let's slip one into his bedroom at night. <laughs> don't want any of that. I that won't find really it funny. Mean. I don't like them. Just well, you, you can rest assured we will not give you any horse related gifts. Clarifying question. How do you feel about uh, mythical horse-related animals? So unicorns off the table. No, unicorns just a horse with a horn. Pegasus. Probably worse. Pegasus, a, a flying horse. Worse. Triple threat. Okay, what about a pony? Mm, good question. Small enough to avoid, perhaps, but still deadly. <laughs> <laughs> I really got to look into this. I have no idea what he's talking about. I wonder about. when my stabling This is a common fear among play. goblins. No. <laughs> Please you around. Uh, they hold a long, long standing grudge <coughs> against the horses, but Buggles, I I thought you told us that you were not raised among goblins. I find it fascinating that the fear is so innate that it is not taught. I was raised with some of my kind, but the the stories I heard from the elders there were no horses in my country until the big folk came no offence and when they did come they crushed our skulls broke apart our villages they were the great horrible mount beasts that the big ones rode in to subjugate us and kill us though I have little memory of it myself I know it to be true and I and you feel it to be true I do in my heart of hearts Lucky smiles a little bit, like her her fangs, like showing. They are incredibly powerful animals. They are. You are very interesting, Buggles. Thank you for sharing with us. I suggest we uh, resolve our horse conversation so as not to traumatize Buggles further, and perhaps spend a, a bit of time gathering information amongst the town about Bolan, and then set out for the Wildwood. I would like to go to the Quaking Stacks. I will meet up with you later. I'd like to go to the Honeybrush Cabaret. Well, I'll go to the Thornleaf Barracks where I can gather information about Olaf. Oh, I'll come with you. I thought we were just all going different places that we wanted to go. <laughs> Isn't that what was just happening? I don't know. The, I, the way Talitha said it made me feel like I was making a dumb choice. But <laughs> I should let you know uh, this it's ritual, uh, if it were to happen, will happen uh, two nights hence, and it is a fifty-mile journey oh. Oh. to uh, get to the arches. We so, should go. Uh, we will loan you our horses. No, if you'd like, uh, we'll loan you our horses. Her voice changes. Fangs <laughs> come out of her face, <laughs> melts off, or perhaps um, an, an ox cart. Um, oh, yes, that oxen. one. Pulled by horses! No! no. <laughs> uh, Buggles, but you it can would ride be... with me, it's fine. 
it's a two-day journey uh, to get there. So um, whatever business you have here in Seven Arches, if you truly mean to help, uh, now is the time. Get going. Make haste. So we shouldn't see that show at the Honeybrush Cabaret. I already it's lovely, got... but it's playing for three weeks. I got tickets for tonight, though. I didn't know we had to leave immediately. Maybe we could put. Maybe you could. You could sell them at. at, a, at All the... right. Oh, you could. You're not going to use them. You could just, Mister Feldthorn, and I could just. <laughs> Mister. <laughs> well, I I did buy them for what was it, twenty silver a piece? I, I could. If I don't them. take them though. They're just going to end up in the trash. I guess they will in that case. Yes. Well, I happen to have a trash bucket right. Here. Well, I could. Want to just? I hate to see your litter and seven archers. Oaks to it. You're right. I won't take them. Just throw them out here. Throw them in. I could give them to you. Don't crumple them. A steep discount. I mean, ten silver piece. That's basic. Oh, I. We don't get paid a lot here. Giving it away though. No, um, thank you though. Just throw them in the wastepaper. I'm so sorry you'll miss the show. Ooh, I might rip it though. Oh, don't, don't rip it. Try That's to foolish. Throw it. <laughs> it is a, an affront to the oak stewards to rip paper. Well, it's like we cutting could, down a tree. We could do five silver pieces. <laughs> <laughs> no oak steward ever rips paper. <laughs> Never rip paper. She puts if, her paw on the table with the two tickets. If one of my superiors were to see you rip that paper, you'd be beheaded. Five silver apiece. How about three? I'm not going any lower. Four silver pieces. Oh, I just happen to have exactly four silver pieces What's here. What's in your pocket there? That's just a, a condom. Empty it. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Feldhorn and I are done. A... <laughs> <laughs> I get the penis talk earlier. It makes a lot of sense. Yes. I'll take the ten silver. I, I don't have ten. Uh, What's in the other pocket? That. Uh, that's my keys. That's my keys. And all right, five silver here. Ten total. There you go. God. Should they find your corpse, I want that five silver back. I think Sydney deserves a ball cap. You just got five silver for something you made up. Yes, you had and then sold to an NPC. Spontaneously generated ten silver. Very insistent. Very insistent. Very well done. That should be a profession. She's a swindler. Yeah, I know what Mr. Feldthorn. That's basically how the stock market works. Yeah, it's made up. It doesn't yeah. actually exist. You and Mr. Feldthorn enjoy your, your evening. We will. I guess we won't get dinner. I hope the show. show is good. Let's go. Hey, everybody. I would like to talk to you for a moment about Magic Spoon. Uh, Magic Spoon is the wholesome, fueling, simple, high-quality cereal that is great for people on a low-carb lifestyle. It has uh, 13 to 14 grams of protein, 4 to 5 net carbs, and 0 grams of sugar per serving. Uh, and it's good. I eat it. I, they sent me some, and I really like it. I've been hearing ads for it for a long time, and it was nice to actually get to eat some. Uh, it, uh, it has the great taste you love with more protein and less sugar. Uh, there's a variety pack. All four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. The pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. Only 140 calories a serving. It's high protein, has zero grams of sugar, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Go to magicspoon.com slash GCP to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code GCP at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So, if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of high-protein 
protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash GCP and use the code GCP to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. So are we getting... Uh... We'll just make it out there, head it out there? Yeah. Uh, can we get um, So we have no time. I mean, you if if if, if dru- the rumors of this ritual are true, you're going to want to get there sooner than later, yeah. but but you have okay. if, if you, it's basically if you want to do some quick stuff in town, go for it. I don't want to stop you from doing that, but uh uh if if this if All right. Oh, well, he'll keep it quick. He has to go to the quaking stacks. He just um it's, it's like it's I almost have to like go to the library to study. fast. No, for him it's like it's like being uh, near a, a church in a foreign land. Like you have to go pay your respects basically. Mm-hmm. And so libraries are holy places to him. And so he will literally just go uh, introduce himself and just see it for a moment, take it in, say a quick prayer and then leave uh, with the full intention to go back. I mean, what I really wanted to do is read about this whole surrounding area and stuff like that. You know what yeah. I mean? To kind of know what we'd be up against in Can't the forest. Check, check out a book um, at the library. Take I could it, ask. Take it with you. Yeah, but uh, the, these libraries aren't usually like that. Mm. You don't check them out. Um, they're so precious. They're All so right, valuable. fine. We'll role play the circulation desk moment. Go on. <clears throat> Enjoy. Go on, Joe. Good afternoon. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, no. Welcome uh, to the Quaking Stacks. An old man comes up. Oh, it seems you are um, someone who enjoys a good book. Yes, indeed. Uh, may the keeper bless you. <laughs> Thank you. The work you do here is um, truly blessed. Thank you. I'm uh, merely uh, the person that checks books out to people, but I've always oh. considered uh, it to be uh, an honorable position. Thank you for saying so. I am Brother Ramius of Latria. Um, you are? Uh, uh, snail Foot Jones. <laughs> snail. Oh, sorry, is your first name Snailfoot? <laughs> yes, it's Snailfoot. Hello, Mr. Jones. Please, call me Snailfoot. Hello, Snailfoot. Yes, in my uh, my family, uh, you would be named after a, an insect and a part of the body. Yes. Oh, do you have any siblings? Yes. <laughs> uh, just an example, one of their names. Uh, it's a curious naming convention. Also, a snail isn't an insect, by the way. <laughs> They're all ridiculous. <laughs> can can you think of even one? Very tired. <laughs> even one sorry. of your siblings. Is this Just librarian crying? My, my brother Ant Hip. Snails are mollusks. Hip Jones. I gotta be mollusks. Have to be mollusks. Name another mollusk. Oh. Yeah, they have to be mollusks. So, well, you say you check books out. Do yes. you happen to have any um, any books here that oh, I could just borrow? thinking of Antip. He died. <laughs> Makes me so sad. Do you have any modern histories on the region? Uh, any modern any books? Uh, any books about the uh, surrounding um, uh, governments? Uh, the the surrounding lands, ownership, that sort of thing. Um, uh, you, honestly, you'd need a bakrit from an oak steward to even gain access to the stacks here. Oh, well, <laughs> that, that is. Uh, convenient because I actually have one and he goes into the folds of his big grey cotton robe and he pulls out a bark writ and politely uh, shows it to this uh, snailfoot Jones ah see um and when you rolled up on this, this was one of the city's tallest structures as it should be and it's unlike any of the other buildings uh you can tell that it like used to be a spiraling stone tower 
that like tapered at the top, um, but the ruins have been taken over by a, a grove of trees that look like they shouldn't be there, and you can see them like on the other side of where he's standing. Um, and so it's just it's it's huge. All the stacks go all the way up in this spiral uh, of uh, like a not a staircase, but like you can see, there's a way to get up, 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 up. But then beyond, there is like a grove of trees with one great tree. And he says, "Oh, if you had enough time uh, with this bakrit, you could um, you could commune with the library tree." Um, um, but uh, do you have a lot of time? I'm afraid I'm in a bit of a rush. How much You'll time? You'll have to return. With this, uh, you would yes. gain access. It is uh, uh, an honor to be able to do such a thing. Yes, I, I would love to do that. What an incredible place you have here. Yes. Is there anything uh, you could recommend, uh, book-wise, that I could check out, perhaps, and take on my journey? What do you like? <laughs> Wanted a book about the perhaps local region. Oh, the, the region, yes. <laughs> Not one for history. I enjoy a good mystery. Mm. I don't do much fiction, I'm afraid. History of the region. Uh, any what region in particular? Seven Arches? The um, Wildwood Forest. The Wildwood Forest. Huh? What's it called? Wild fo- Wildwood. Wild, uh, Wildwood. 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 Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. Hold on. And he leaves, uh, and he comes back forty minutes later because <laughs> he's really slow. It's like here, I found one. Uh, it's it's on the history of the Wildwood. Uh, I think you'll find it uh, to be most interesting, and there may be a little mystery in it as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And he takes one of the uh, books that are like strapped on one of the leather, leather straps hanging from the side of his backpack and removes it, and, like puts it deeper into his backpack, takes this book, puts it closer to him, uh, snapping it on, and he'll say, uh, Good day, I will return. Good day, you remind to commune me with your tree. Of my aunt, Wasp Knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> well, she sounds like a lovely woman. She was very handsome. What was her last name? Wasp Knuckle Jones. Oh, also yes. Jones. She kept uh, her name when she married. When she married who? <laughs> Some guy named Bill. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't subject. He wasn't beholden to the naming convention. Did they have children? What naming convention no, did they no, adopt? No, they never had children. children. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just, oh, that's a shame. Because I'll start crying again. After <laughs> <laughs> All right, he will uh, take that book and, uh, yeah, he'll go and reconnect with everybody. We've already left. Uh, what, 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 wait for me! Uh, and he, Monk, starts running up the road toward you, following the ox cart that is, like, clank, clank, clanking out of town. We are doing an ox cart? I really want a horse. A horse would be most advantageous. I could always scale ahead if I had one. What if... We blindfold, but <laughs> already half, half deaf. <laughs> Make me blind as well. Hey, Buggles, and I kneel, kneel down. I'm very tall. Would it be okay if I rode a horse? Well, I would be afraid for you, but I know you're very brave. I think you could handle yourself even against one of those horrible things. So, I suppose that would be all right. I really appreciate you saying that. I think I'll be okay, but I know you'll have my back. I will. I'm going to go get a horse now. Okay. Okay. I'll miss her so much. I think we all <laughs> will get horses. I'll just get one. 
Exactly. I'll walk with that Buggles. That would be great. We should, well, let's get a cart for Buggles. Yeah, Brother Ramus, you can't walk the whole way. I've walked a long way <sighs> to get here. What about a, a, a dog cart? Is that a thing? No! Ah! Oh, dogs down! <laughs> dogs no. are even worse. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. dogs are even worse. Dogs ate my ears! I watched it happen! Oh, oh gosh. Oh my... Uh, they would eat the unruly! Is there a, 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 some kind of beast of burden that might pull a cart that you would ride in? Uh, camel? <laughs> camel. <laughs> okay, great, great. Uh, we're making Lamas, progress here. alpacas, uh... Elephants, mastodons, triceratops, mules. Mule. 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 Mule we, we can do. Mule carts. Mule. So we get a mule and a cart for Buggles. Technically not horses. <laughs> a mule, uh, an ox cart, and three horses. Uh, so a mule drawn ox so, cart. So, yeah, and uh, Brother Ramius will drive the mule cart <laughs> <laughs> with Buggles in the back. Yeah. Three horses. And this I'm riding is a black horse. The best. <laughs> I'm a black cat on a black horse. You can't even see me. Oh, wow. And you head into the Wildwood. Uh, by now it's late afternoon and you want to get out um, to make good headway because you'll have to camp out in the Wildwood at night. And uh, you get about a half a mile in or so when you hear like, like these sounds. And then all of a sudden like five oak stewards emerge from the growth around you. It's like, sorry, the road is not safe for travelers. You must turn back. We are here under the direction of the oak, the oak stewards themselves. Brother Ramius, if you might. Uh, yes. Slow. Please. Um, I simply wish to show you our Bakrit that we were given Bakrit. so that we could make our way south. And he hands over the Bakrit. <laughs> oak. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. <laughs> hold on, hold on. They're fine. They got a barkrit. Soak. Why? <laughs> this what? is a pine writ. <laughs> what is this? Maple? Um, why is the road unsafe? We, we, we know about this. They I were, want him to tell me what's going on. Well, they, they told us they're blocking everyone from going down to where the real arches are. You had to have a bark. I didn't know if there was like something, something that they were just specific. specific. Yeah, those horrible shadow beasts with the shadow. Gorgugs. Yeah. Gorgas. Gorgas. Careful. Uh, the, the Wildwood is full of many fake creatures, some friendly, some not. And from the looks of this Barkrit, you know there are other troubles as well. Are there any guards between here and there? Or is this the last line? This is the last line. Okay, then. We have friends, though. So. They will watch you. We appreciate that. And they look to the sky. Are they here now? <laughs> Please. Continue on. Can I roll a perception to see if he wants us to die? Because <laughs> it really seems like it. Uh, that is a 25. Uh, no, you don't get that sense at all. all right. The bar grid gives you passage, um, but they... It's dang- this is a dangerous area. Yeah. Um, okay. Why don't you guys like lead the way? Yeah. Yeah, I'll clop, head out in clop, front with clop. you. Yeah. yeah. Zephyr and Lucky lead the pick. What's uh, what's the mule's name, Skin? Uh, Doug. Doug the mule. There you go, Doug. Yeah. Let's go. Hey now, Doug. Hey there, Dougie. So you head in, and. Uh, 
you know, during the day, it's not so bad. There's a lot of sounds and stuff you hear. Maybe some growling here and there, but there's a lot of you. The sound of the wood. Uh, and hopefully only one predator from time to time that might be scared off by your party of horses and mule. And eventually night falls, and it gets dark in the canopied forest above earlier than it would if you were in the open city. And so eventually you find a clearing with which to camp. Let's talk about this camp scene, which has become sort of uh, one of our calling cards. You guys have known each other now for, uh, I would say, at least two months, maybe a little less. You've been out of the gate for three months. Let's say it took you a month to find uh, Riddleson's cause. Um, I imagine the relationships are forming a little bit, maybe some faster than others. What's a night at a campfire like for the five of you? I th- I think just generally for Buggles, he has he had he was afraid of big folk just generally. The two talls. Like, the two talls. Like because he had never in his life met one that was kind to him. And so these people represented the first of of that that the people that had that had been kind to him. So I think that he's at the point now where he's become attached to this group. Uh, but he's still I think he's still wary. Um so yeah, I think he's just like he's and he's still like I think he's super shy and he's just like kind of trying to make himself useful but not kind of in uh, unobtrusively. I would say that. Yeah, I think lucky it was one of those situations where like she didn't expect to make friends, but it kind of just happened. Um she finds Buggles very interesting. Like she's never met a goblin like Buggles. Uh, she finds Brother Ramius so dry, but funny. Um, Zephyr, she like feels a kinship with Zephyr. Like she finds similarities with her Zephyr and Talitha. It's like these these sisters sort of. Um, but she also she can get very solemn sometimes. I think at like when they bed down for camp, you know, she's very boisterous during the day and she's a big fighter. Uh, and then at camp, sometimes she just like takes a walk around the perimeter. You know, she, I'll take watch. And she just gets up and you just hear her like singing to herself as she walks around. That's sometimes what she does. And it's in her, her like mother tongue. Mm-hmm. Just like in the distance sometimes. Hmm. What's ever? Um, so, yeah, I feel like she, she probably doesn't know all of you that great yet, but having, like, a crew around, like, more regularly, this is probably very nice and new. Uh, I feel like she probably likes hanging out with all of you, but also at night is excited to, like, draw, like withdraw back into herself and do, like, her routine, her nighttime routine. Um, <laughs> what's, um, your skin, what's your skincare routine at skincare night? Skincare routine? Um... <laughs> I'm not sure what she does at night. I know, like, in the mornings, I imagine her, like, waking up and having, like, maybe a stretching type of thing and exercising and doing her wraps. I'm not sure what she would do at night, maybe, like, undoing her wraps and just, like, relaxing and trying to shut down and meditating, maybe. So I feel like maybe she's off on her own doing that, Um, inviting Buggles if he wants to join. I feel like she wants to 
take care of you, make you not scared. <laughs> um, yeah. But old Talitha. I think Talitha uh, uh, also clings to the kind of social unit we've created here and is disappointed when everyone wants to go do their own thing. Um, <laughs> you could go on a walk with... Oh, okay. Yeah. She'll go on a walk with Lucky to yeah. kind of patrol around, listen to you singing. But we don't talk. <laughs> we don't talk. We don't have to talk. <laughs> it's, it's, it's The good sign of friendship is when you, there's silence. You need there's, to talk. Yeah. You don't have to fill the air. Great friendships is when one person just sings and the other person <laughs> stands walking in silence. I think they do talk. I think her and Talitha might, like gab a little bit like every so often it's like something from their past is like just like let out on the wind yeah and it's I also think I don't think Talitha would ever admit this even to anybody here but I think she feels very comforted that maybe like a like a fighter like Lucky with us too it mm. she like makes her feel a little more safe yeah I think that I think that's for Buggles too just I think this group makes him feel a little bit safer he's still like scared pretty much all the time but he feels safer with, with you guys. But it's like, and I think he is like particularly attached to Zephyr. Mm. Yeah. What about Brother Ramius? Kind of the odd man out. Yeah, I. I think he. I think he often asks you all at different times when it's appropriate and not invasive, like about your gate moment and about who you are and sometimes he writes as he talks to you sometimes he doesn't but he seems genuinely interested in who you are as people but you would notice over time you gotten to know him for a couple months that like he doesn't say much about himself he doesn't talk much about he never mentions his gate moment even on asking he just says don't remember really and in this night uh, at this campfire I think similar to Buggles and uh, and Talitha he is he feels uncomfortable uh, being thrown into this situation like he's a researcher and a scholar and a priest uh, you know in a way not even a priest a brother he's not an adventurer and he is not equipped to defend himself in the wild so he is very glad for Lucky and for what it seems like uh, Zephyr can do so he's definitely a little nervous, and I would say tonight he would also try to make it some polite excuse to step away, you know, for a moment and uh, na- nature calls, you know, that sort of thing. Step out of the uh, firelight and a good, you know, good distance away, and then you know, see him sort of like hands shaking, like just like go into his robe, like pull out this like. Like a sh- piece of parchment, you know, and just sort of like slowly tear it down the middle and like put put some back, and then like sit down up against a tree, like place this parchment on his knee, and then like go deep into his robes again and pull out this like dried leaf. It looks like tobacco. He starts like breaking it up into the book paper and rolling it and it's flay leaf. leaf. Yep. He like rolls it up and then like looking over his shoulder like lights a tinder twig and like starts smoking flay leaf like off in the woods and it's like his hand is shaking and his body is shaking and then within a few moments he eases down 
sort of smiles for a moment and then just like tears start running down his face. Can I ask everyone a quick question? Which of us would go home if they could? Would anyone? No. Not that I wouldn't want to go back, but not right now. You're weird. I think Lucky has maybe said, like, if this ever came up, Lucky has said, I have no home. Yeah, I think Chilitha would say, what's home? Yeah, okay. I mean, so that's something that would also, that's that's common ground for each of us, too. Yeah, you would also get the sense that Ramius is absolutely dedicated to finding out what happened when he went through that portal. Mm. I think Chilitha might share the fact that she has a brother who also went through the gate and has not returned, Mm -hmm. that... And that is kind of her... Just one of the people we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're all kind of going through this. Um, you know, this is your first uh, night outside together. Um, I think that in your time with the doctor, even when you were traveling from Ustalov to Seven Archers, you were staying in inns, maybe not the nicest inns in town, but he took care of your uh, room and board. Um and uh, so now you're you're out under the stars. Although you look up and the thick canopy of trees, you can barely see any stars. It's dark. It's creepy. Maybe by candlelight before you go to bed, you start looking through. Uh, yeah. On, on the history of the Wildwood, by like some doctor, uh, some scholar, and uh, you know you don't get too far before you go to bed. You want to be. Uh, ready to go in the morning. Hopped up on Flayleaf. Hopped up on Flayleaf. Wait, what is Flayleaf? Is it's like a hallucinogen? Yeah, oh, okay. it's drugs. Are we aware it's, or are you, are you successful? He's hiding it. It's, hiding it. He's, he thinks he's hiding it, so I mean, it's kind of up to you guys. Talitha, our, our master detective, yeah, it's kind would of be up able to you guys. Yeah, he's, a, he's a user. Could I do a, is there like, can I do a perception to see if I like, maybe I like. I think you're, with your, you, you're trained in perception, you spend enough nights with him, you might smell something on him, but not know for sure, and certainly not press. Not going not to pry, but, yeah, but. Is it like okay. illegal? In, in some places, not in the River Kingdoms, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, where there's no law. But yeah, it is, um, yeah, it's it's a very, like, low-end hallucinogen. Okay. Natural hallucinogen. We've also established, uh, Talitha, from your backstory that you you hung out in the, the dirtiest taverns in town. You know Flayliff. I know Flayliff. But uh, you've also known him to uh, smoke like tobacco yeah, as yeah. well. So it wouldn't be that weird, maybe. But yeah. It's, it's a spliff. It's Flayleaf spliff. Flayleaf spliff. <laughs> Leaf spliff. Uh, so you're reading about it, and you, you read that the Wildwood is the largest forest um, in Seven Arches, full of fey and wild magic. And the rumor is that one out of every ten uh, animals in the Wildwood has been awakened to fey magic. Whoa. Wow. Man. Wow. I hate fey stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like you generally, do. Really? I, it's one of my least favorite things, but this is, this is cool. There are no roads larger than a footpath cutting through the dense interior of the forest and uh, you know you've also felt what you just you read a passage it's like everywhere you go you feel like dozens of unseen eyes watching you and there's all these stories about the fae who inhabit the area kind of treat the wildwood as their sovereign nation and the fae that are uh, friendly sort of have an accord with the oak stewards the book mentions the oak stewards um and those who are not friendly um, kind of have their own way of doing things. And then you read this story, maybe as you're drifting off, about a uh, hydra that once uh, stumbled into the wildwood and came upon a gateway 
to the first world and was able to commune with the gateway and cause havoc until she was eventually put down. And you go to sleep. And you wake up now, hopefully, a day, less than a day away from the location that Lemmafeld Thorn gave you. So you douse your fire, gather your things, load up Doug the mule, and head out. About halfway through the second day now, the sun, did it set early today? Or is it just unnaturally dark in this area of the forest? You're not sure. But it suddenly opens up into a clearing, roughly 400 feet across, long, waist-high grass ahead of you, as far as you can see, blowing in the wind, like something out of a samurai movie. (laughs) Gently rolling landscape. And you see, way in the distance, past this open field, uh, a, a clearing in a huge stone arch <laughs> rising about 50 feet into the sky in the center of this clearing, far away. And there looks to be some activity in front of the clearing. You've reached St. Louis. You've reached St. <laughs> <Saint> Louis. <laughs> Lucky says, that's the Space Needle. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. Was it was Pike's place. It's Pike's place. Um, ho- hold on. There's movement up ahead. I just want to say I haven't had a chance to do it with all the roleplay and everything, but just letting you know, like I'm, I don't have a lot of spells to prepare. But when he's praying in the morning, he's praying for his like combat set. <laughs> you know, his like we're in a dangerous area. Blaster spells. Oh yeah, blaster stuff. And Buggles casts Mage Armor on himself during his morning preparations as well. Um, Should we... um, Can I do a perception check? Sure. So I'm going to give you... If this is Bolan, or his... I would get a bonus to this with my Pursue Elite, but... I'll keep that in mind. uh, Ooh, natural 19. So that is going to be a 25. Okay. You can hear sound. Again, this is a few hundred feet away. Muffled voices. Um, and you see, like something is going on near the base of the uh, arch, but because of the grass and the distance, you can't see, and you can't make out who the figures are either. Maybe they have similar headdresses to the Oak Stewards. It's tough to tell. Perhaps we should leave the horses for a moment and approach on foot. Cut through the grass. Yes. Yeah, it would be hard oh. to get the cart through this. Right, Doug. Easy. <laughs> we'll be right back, and uh, he'll tie up Doug. And uh, yeah, I'll do a perception too. Again, okay. as as we're moving closer. Yeah, yeah, I will as well. Do one as well. Same. Uh, that is a fifteen for Brother Ramius. It's a seven total. <laughs> it's a dirty twenty. So you're trying to look as you move through the grass it's coming up over your waist it's awful if you ever walked in grass slices you're like hope nothing awful isn't here (laughs) I can't see snakes at my feet Um, you're walking through and this whole glen seems shrouded in twilight and it's too early in the day for it to be this dark something is wrong here is there magic at play? Like, would I, can I do an arcana check? Or? It does feel you. Do any of you have detect magic? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a cantrip? 
Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're just like, mm, you feel it. The presence. The presence of magic. Of all the worldly fey magic is just influencing sure. this area. Just be aware, there's there magic there... here. There's. I draw my Kopesh and Wakazashi. There is a fey presence, and who knows what we will see, but, but you cannot necessarily trust your senses. Was there Think anything, carefully. anything in your book about a stone arch? Not that I, not that I recall. It was mostly about the wildlife. It's possible it's an illusion. It's always possible with Faye. Everything could be an illusion. Everything you see, everything you hear. I cut the grass with my kopesh. (sighs) As you cut the grass with your kopesh, using your dirty 20 perception, you see something moving in the thick grass up ahead. And suddenly it just appears like 20 feet away from you in a second. And it looks like a hound, except its eyes are giant black pools. Oh, no. Come on. And we'll see you next week. Natural (laughs) Twilight. I wonder why. Come on. Gorgas. Gorgas. God, they're going to hide every round. Not the Gorgas. (laughs) Not the Gorgas. Oh, my God. We're going to roll for initiative next week. We're rolling for initiative. Next week. So excited. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. It's time to make your membership official. Become an official member of the Nash today at jointhenash.com. That's jointhenash.com, where you'll get access to exclusive podcasts and live streams you can't find anywhere else. See what everybody's talking about and join the Nash today at jointhenash.com. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.